Rise up to the level of your dreams rather than fall to the level of the norms set by others. Hey everybody, I am Vina and I aim to help young adults thrive in university and beyond. I am a lecturer in Ridgeview Residential College in the National University of Singapore where we equip our undergraduates to be ready for the world of work. Today's episode is called Why You Are Not Taking Action on Your Personal Finance Goals and What to Do About It. I'll be talking about three reasons why you are not yet taking care of your personal finances and what you can do. So why are we even talking about personal finance? I thought I'll tackle a different side of the work equation today. Now, I find the world of work empowering. It had allowed me to meet and learn from talented people. I had received great mentorship along the way. And I find teaching to be a fulfilling career. But of course, I know it's not all rainbows and roses. Are you currently in the job market? Because I get it. Sometimes work is just not working for you. Now, at this point of time, as I record this podcast, there is a phenomenon that has occurred during the pandemic and it's called the Great Resignation. There are so many people who are quitting their jobs in troves. Now, related to this phenomenon, there is also this fast-growing community on Reddit that advocates for a work-free life called anti-work. You might come to a juncture where work really isn't working for you, that it's not something that suits your lifestyle or it's not something that fulfills you or it's just something that saps (laughs) the soul out of you. And that is the time when you need to have a robust financial cushion. But before you get to that stage, this is the time for you to take action before you need it. And it keeps you sane if you find yourself unemployed or if you just graduated and you want to take your time to find a job that you would love instead of just taking on the first job offer, which you don't even think is right for you. Now, if personal finance is something that you have never paid attention to before, then this is the perfect time to start. If you're listening to this podcast, you are likely to be a student in my personal finance forum. Now, right now, at this time, Christmas and the holiday season is just over. And we are on the cusp of a new year, 2022. This is the perfect time to start something new as we transition into this space of possibility. So let's talk about the first reason why you might not have already started taking care of your personal finance matters. One, it's because you are lacking a strong why. If you're not motivated, then it's so easy to put personal finance matters on the back burner because there's so many other things that I'm sure you would rather do with the limited amount of time that you have. Many of us 
Of course, tend to follow the pleasure pain principle, where we avoid pain and seek pleasure. And if you associate taking care of personal finance with overwhelm or boredom, and those are associated with pain, then it stands to reason that you would rather seek pleasure by doing other things, you know. So instead of consolidating our bills at the end of the month, you would instead use that time to go out for a nice dinner with a loved one. So what should you do instead? Now, if you find that you are lacking a strong why, you need to form a strong motivation for wanting to take care of your personal finances. Is it about having a peace of mind when you're older? Is it about giving yourself the option to work the kind of job that you want? Is it about giving yourself the space to be at home with your future kids when they are born instead of choosing to go to work? Now, for me, my strong why has always been about security and having a buffer that protects me from some of life's uncertainties. If you were a student in my class previously, you might have already heard the story about my father passing away unexpectedly when I was in my early 20s. At the time, I just reached 21, actually. Now, at the time, all of us kids, my siblings and I, we were still in school. And I was so amazed seeing how my mother single-handedly raised three children on one income. We came from a very humble background, but she didn't have to sell the house to downgrade to raise cash. And she never made us feel like we don't have enough to have what we need. And that taught me the lesson that money can be extremely useful when you face certain tragedies in life. Now, of course, money is not everything. Like, it cannot protect us from heartbreak, grief, from the loss of a loved ones. But when it comes down to money emergencies, I like thinking that nothing is a problem if it can be solved with money. So that is my strong why and the reason why I pay attention to my personal finances. Now, of course, I hope that you don't have to go through a tragedy like I did before you start paying attention to your personal finance. But the point I was trying to raise was that you need to form a strong why to keep you going in building good financial habits. Now, I'm going to be honest. I was very hesitant about doing this podcast. I was lacking a strong motivation. But then I looked at some of your entries on our Slack channel yesterday morning and I thought if this podcast could help to motivate any of you to continue to push on, then it would be worth it. You are my strong why and that's the reason for why I'm making this podcast today. I invite you to find and form your strong why why you should be taking care of your finances. Now, because the earlier you build a habit, the greater the benefits you reap for the rest of your life. It is so worth it. 
Second, the next reason why you might have ignored your personal finance up till now is because you don't have it as part of your identity. Now, what do I mean? The story that you have in your mind. Now, what is that story that you tell yourself about your relationship with your personal finance? Do you tell yourself that you always get overwhelmed when it comes to money matters? Do you have a story of yourself as not being good with money? Do you tell yourself that money is not important in your life? I believe an identity is like a thermostat. Like no matter how many actions we take, unless we change our identity with regards to money, we will always revert back to the story that we have in our head, and it makes no action sustainable. Let's say, the story that you have in your mind is that you are someone who is just not very good at tracking your expenses. You started, and was motivated enough for a few weeks to keep track of your expenses, but it's not going to be a permanent habit if you always have this story in your head that you're not good with money, because your brain, your brain will tell you, "Hey, why bother?" What difference does it make anyway? So then you stop tracking your expenses and you revert back to the identity which you hold that you are not good with money. Your brain will go like, "See, I couldn't even track for a full month." So when you make a change instead at the level of your identity, instead of just relying on short-lived actions, that's when. All the actions that you take will be sustainable. For example, if you take on the identity of someone who has a healthy relationship with money, then you might track your net worth every month without drama, because it's just what you do. Because it's just who you are. Your actions are aligned with your identity. So, what do you do if you don't have personal finance? Being integrated into your identity. Now, if you have the story in your mind that you are someone who is not good with money, you might want to practice this concept that a coach of mine called the thought ladder. It helps you to progress from a thought that doesn't serve you to a thought that is more empowering to you. Now, it's very hard for us to move from a thought like "I'm bad with money" to the thought that. I'm good with money, as our new identity. So we'll need some intermediate bridging thoughts to help us move up the thought ladder. One thought to try on is to replace the thought, "I'm not good with money," to, "I keep thinking I'm not good with money." Now, it seems like such a small difference, but the first thought. Makes it personal. It's about you not being good with personal finance. Whereas the next bridging thought tells you, "I keep thinking I'm not good with money. That's just a thought, and that thought can be changed." Another bridging thought to try would be, "I'm not good with my personal finances now, but I can learn." 
The point of all these bridging thoughts are that they bring us ever closer to the eventual identity that we want, which is, I am good with my personal finances. I've talked about the S-T-E-E-R, the STEER model before, and if your T thought is that you are good with personal finances, then the E, the emotion generated, is confidence. And you will E, execute action that is aligned with that sense of confidence. When you take action, such as learning how to invest, you are gathering evidence to concretize your identity. Now, before you know it, if you keep taking action from that place of the thought, well, I may not be good now, but I can learn, then sooner or later, you are going to be the kind of person who, let's say, knows the size of your university loan and you know exactly how much you need to pay each month if you want to clear it by, say, X number of years. Now, as you gather more evidence of you successfully taking on personal finance action, that you gain momentum until being good with your personal finance is just part of your identity thermostat. And taking or executing action is just like maybe action like calculating a down payment for an apartment or car that you want how much to save today. All these things will not be something that you procrastinate on because it is supported by your identity thermostat set point. This is just what you do as someone who is good with personal finances. So check the story that you have in your mind about your identity with regards to personal finances. Does it support the identity of someone who has a healthy relationship with money? If not, Try the thought ladder approach. One last reason I'll share with you about why you might still be avoiding working on your personal finances is that you don't yet have a strong visualization of your financial future that you deeply, deeply desire. In one of the episodes in the podcast I talked about previously, I talked about imagining a future you. Because life doesn't just happen to you. Because as much as there are many random events that happen in our lives, we can also do our part to steer our lives in ways that get us ever closer to the future that we want. At the start of my personal finance forum that some of you attended, I always ask you to tell us about your dream financial future. Some of you mentioned that you would like to own an apartment and be independent. Some of you talked about having a car that gives you freedom. Some of you talked about wanting your parents to retire and to remove their money worries. It's so important for you to form a clear picture of what you want your future financial life to look like so that you know the direction you need to move towards. And the truth is, we won't always know what to do for every step of the way. But I bet that we will always know what is the next step we can try. And if we execute that action and that fails, then we get to try another step. And that process goes on and on. 
but the image of our financial future that's our north star that will help us to move towards taking action dream and do i read a comment by one of you on the slack platform that we have and you talked about wanting to have your own place and also a car but interestingly enough you wrote off your dream you said that it's probably not possible maybe maybe it's not possible to have both at the same time or maybe your starter home or your starter car is not the one that you have in your dreams now it doesn't matter if what's possible now is just an intermediate stage like maybe instead of having a car outright you have a weekend car or instead of having the house of your dreams you start with a smaller apartment i think we should rise up to the level of our dreams rather than fall to the level that people say is realistic i mean they're called dreams for a reason right i will share my personal example now most people will take on a 25 year mortgage but for me if you recall my story earlier about how amazing i found my mother who made sure that we all have a roof over our head the same roof i deeply want to be debt free by 40 and that was my dream and i wanted to clear off any mortgage debt now many people would think i was being unrealistic but i decided to rise up to the level of my dreams rather than fall to the level of the norms set by people around me now i didn't know the how how i was going to get that done i just have this dream so i must say i was very blessed i'm incredibly privileged to love my job so i was able to find many opportunities to earn more by teaching evening classes getting stipends for some of the learning activities that i conducted so i never had much rest during school holidays because i wanted to fulfill the future me who has zero mortgage debt now i have to tell you that when i had that dream i had not even met my husband yet nor do i know what apartment we're going to stay in at the point of time i was single but i still had that dream that i wanted to have zero mortgage debt in my financial future and if you think about it you know a mortgage debt is like six figures right and doing all these extra activities and even my monthly salary it's just such a small percentage of the cost of an apartment or even my share of the apartment but i continue to keep working on my dream and eventually it's something i achieved i believed in it and i believed in myself now if you are dreaming big you will come across people who i'd say might like the imagination that you have they just bless their hearts and keep going anyway whenever you decide to go against the grain of what is considered normal especially for a taboo topic in asia like money you will get some pushback from other people now the truth is sometimes when people give you advice they are just projecting their own thoughts and fears onto you 
that if you follow their advice against your gut and what your heart says, then although other people are the ones who are giving you advice, free advice, you are the one who has to deal with the consequences of executing on that advice. Hold your future so strong in your mind and believe that even if you're not there yet, that you can reach it. Own your own decisions and execute your actions to reach your dream financial future, even if people have doubts. I'm so excited for you to be able to create your desired future. If you're not yet taking action for your financial future, we talked about three reasons why and what you can do about it. I'm just going to do a short recap. One, you haven't developed your strong why. So you need to strengthen your personal reasons for why you should be taking action on your personal finances. Two, you haven't integrated personal finance with your identity and you don't yet have an identity that supports sustainable action on your personal finances. What you need to do is to practice the thought ladder that will help you move up from an identity where it is disempowering to something that is more empowering so that taking action on your personal finance is sustainable and it's just a natural part of something that you do. Three, lastly, you haven't visualized a financial future for yourself. A strong image of your desired future keeps you going even when you meet obstacles or people who doubt you. So if you are someone who is taking on the personal finance forum that I'm conducting right now, I'm so looking forward to seeing your final showcase and witnessing the financial habits you have formed over the last four weeks. Now, I know what it's like to feel inept or feel overwhelmed when it comes to your personal finances because that's how I was when I started on my journey. And I see you trying and I know how difficult it is to start. But I also believe that you can do it and that you can do hard things. You'll be so proud of yourself when you get to the other side. And I wish that so much for you. Now, we only have a few days left till the end of 2021. So finish strong. Good luck. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating or a review. It helps us to increase our reach on iTunes so that more people know about what we do here at our VRC.